Welcome to Reactive. Uh, I'm Khalil and I'm here with Raquel. Hi, everyone. Hello. So unfortunately, <laughs> we, we don't have an uh, we don't have a heading. Uh, we don't have a n or a heading. I have no idea. Anyway. Uh, yeah, in, in in American English, it'd be a henning. Okay. And then I think in British English, it would be an enning. Because they don't. <laughs> oh, wait, no, maybe it's the other way around. No, because Herb has a bloody H in it. Okay, so. An, an henning. I think it's a. A henning. I think it's a henning. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a henning. <laughs> okay. Um, do, we, do we have an animal of the week uh, as a substitute? Um, so. So I'm thinking because Henning sounds like hen, um, mm-hmm. I'm finding facts about uh, the Chickens. domesticated chicken. <laughs> um, um, so uh, did you know that uh, like other birds and mammals, chickens experience REM sleep, which is associated with dreaming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, and... Uh, chickens are able to understand that when an object is taken away and hidden from them, it still exists. Young human children are unable to understand this. Hmm. So chickens are smarter than your kid. Uh, (laughs) Impressive. Still, we eat the chicken. We are still eating the chicken instead of the kid. Yes, that I think is an important... (laughs) And chickens can't taste sweetness in foods. However, they can detect salt and most choose to avoid it. Hmm. And uh, the chicken is the, and the chicken is the closest living relative to the great Tyrannosaurus Rex, which I actually knew, but I don't know that most people do. Oh, they're actually uh, Tyrannosaurus Rexes. That's interesting. Yeah. Their little, their little mini T Rex is a whole lot less terrifying. Yeah. But now I kind of wonder how delicious was the T Rex? <laughs> yeah, good point. <clears throat> um, and you can totally uh, win against the T Rex in a fist fight. So, <laughs> sh- should totally been able to, uh, yeah. So maybe people were just eating them and that's why they're. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the extent. Yeah, and so uh, speaking of T Rexes, though, there was a um, so people had often uh, so like for the last several years, people were kind of wondering, did dinosaurs have feathers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was actually uh, recently there was a uh, an article where they basically um, yeah, it's okay, they found a feathered dinosaur tail stuck in amber. So it is confirmed there were dinosaurs with actual feathers. Huh. I will, I will link to this in the show notes. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was preserved in amber some 99 million years ago. Cool. Delicious. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> oh, I imagine it's pretty, pretty tough and gamey. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially now. Well, yeah. <laughs> now would be a little. I don't know that there's any amount of tenderization that you can do to a bone. Tough and stony, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Good. <laughs> um, what else is going on? <laughs> now that we cleared that up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what else is going on? So I was <clears throat> I was listening to a bunch of podcasts, and uh, of course everybody was um, talking about the election. And um, I've I've been hearing a lot of um, Russia hacked the U.S. election, and uh, and and this is really like this is seriously what the a lot of the media in America, and I think also actually in Germany, I think in Germany, because there's an election coming up next year, they're also now, oh my God, the Russians could hack our election or something like that. Uh, there's like a, like this frenzy uh, of the media going on. And the, and the media is like, a lot of people and te- on television and in mag- uh, newspapers and stuff like that, they write stuff like, 
we've been hacked and there was this hacking and the Russians, they did hack and all this hacking and, and it's just, it seems it's, it's just so, uh, it's just so weird to me because of, because all we know is that there was a phishing attack and somebody, mm -hmm. and somebody clicked on a link and gave people their password. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So that's actually more like unintentional leaking And it could have been anybody. Could have been anybody, literally. Like, yeah. The, the thing is, the thing is, they, they're talking about. Um, I mean, there is a lot of um, hacking attempts happening from all kinds of areas of the world, and sure, Russia is definitely one of those, and so is China, and you know, and all kinds of places. And um, <clears throat> the the only reason so far that I I have heard that they're using as a reason why they're saying it's Russia is because there was some word document in the mix of something that what that had in the metadata had some Russian language in there, which is just not proof at all for anything. It just, just means nothing in my, in, mm. in my eyes. So, um, I just find it, I, the thing is like, so um, I just find it weird that you are you. I mean, it's not weird because it's what they always do. But they they really making it sound uh, the most dramatic way possible, and everybody is has already decided who it is and who it was, even though, as far as I know and from what I've heard and also the whole intelligence community is also not 100 on it apparently but still everybody has already decided that they have been hacked and it was the russians and also what is also decided basically is that that specific hack meaning the leaking of the emails tremendously influenced the outcome of the election which i also don't believe Or I find hard to believe. Maybe there was some influence, but it's not. They didn't turn the election or anything like that. I don't think. Well, um, yeah. So, what do so, you think about that? Well, okay. So I'm 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 looking online right now, and it it seems pretty. Um, uh, oh, but 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 yeah. Okay, shush. Um, so basically, it's it looks like. Um, so it depends on who you who you are looking at. Um, the Atlantic, which is a pretty, pretty, um, you know, uh, reputable magazine, at least in the U.S., um, says that it is beyond dispute that the Russian state launched a sophisticated effort more than a year ago to intervene in 2016 elections in the United States, um, that they did, in fact, uh, hack into computers at the Democratic National Committee, which is one of the two parties in our two-party system. Um, and then, uh, you know, they, they basically used WikiLeaks to throw out information that made everybody look kind of bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, and it's, it, what does uh, that mean? It's beyond dispute. Like, how do they know that, that it was Russian? That's the, so it's, I think it's, um, well, so 17 American intelligence agencies, I mean, at this point, I think it's pretty much just the U.S. Uh, it's like the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Homeland Security, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. are all they're like they're they're very, very certain that it was Russia. I don't have any more information than that. Yeah. Um, apparently, Obama has talked to Putin. Um, uh, so it's not entirely it's not entirely evident why they did it or even if it was necessarily them, but I don't think it's so far like either there's a massive conspiracy amongst the, amongst the, um, the top agencies, top intelligence agencies of the United States to all come together and say, you know what, let's just point a finger at Russia. It's totally cool. Um, mm. which I think would be really bad. Um, or, they have information that they're not yet totally willing to share with everybody that says, yeah, no, really, it, it was totally Russia. Um, the, the problem with the with the intelligence agencies a little bit is, um, like, I, I have problems believing, be, just believing them 
uh, on face value like that when they say, "Oh, we are sure that is that," because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I believe that they will say uh, they will say whatever is in their interest, and because there is no real control over over. At least it seems that way. That's kind of my impression that there's no like if they would say it's it was Russia, even though it wasn't Russia, or they have no evidence it was Russia, and they and they just go ahead and say we are sure it's Russia. I don't feel like there's anybody who could say in the or would say you know like the president or whatever would go and say oh let me investigate what they actually have and take another bunch of experts and like watch the watchdogs kind of thing you know <clears throat> mm. so i have problems with just like we are sure it's the russians unless i w i would be more inclined to believe if there would be if there would be some communication of some evidence like how like how did you get to that <laughs> how did you get there you know like there's just mostly there's no information about that i think one of the points i mean a little bit is a, a little bit of information is kind of uh put out and one of the points was that um a lot of the hacking attempts were during a time that would be nine to five in russia moscow time <laughs> which is also which is also kind of like i don't know it's just means nothing because it's the internet and maybe maybe it was the russians but they're hacking but it's but they're having like people hacking from a different country and and they're hacking at night like or it was not the russians and they're hacking mm -hmm. at a different time like <clears throat> it just like there's no like real like breadcrumbs okay like we followed the ip of this thing and then we land oh they did do that okay and what yeah no they, they totally so that? like um For example, uh, there's evidence that in the entities connected to the Russian government were bankrolling, quote, troll farms, end quote, that spread fake news about Clinton. Uh, investigators also found digital footprints of individuals tied to the Russian government who had been on intelligence agencies radar uh, uh, radar before, as was acknowledged when the intelligence agency put out a public statement in October. So back in October, they were like, yeah, no, they like we've. We've followed the footprint and we tied it back to Russia. Okay. Now, all of that said, like you and I know perfectly well that, you know, they it's possible that uh, like hackers have have made it so that it looks like it's Russia instead right. of exactly. that it is actually Russia. Right. Exactly. They're not going to give us that information. Right? right. I have a really hard time believing that um, everyone at the NSA is the worst like developer than I am. <laughs> I have a really hard time believing that. Um, so I imagine they're not idiots, but at the same time, they can't show all of their cards. They absolutely cannot. Um, just for, for national or international politics and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're not wrong. Not wrong. Like it, uh, no, we don't yeah, but have, the, but at the end of the day, that just means like you can't, you there's nothing that you can 100 believe like you always have to take everything with a grain of salt and at the end of the day you will never know i think that's how it is i think i think you've just explained 2016 yeah. <laughs> like i know nothing yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> but i think I but that's that's i find it so crazy that you know like everybody's running with we have been hacked by the Russians and there is just like this whole, it's, it's, it seems so antiquated. It's like the cold war all over again. And, and, and like everybody, like the media is kind of creating all this animosity and making Russian Russia. Now this, this, uh, you know, dangerous, big uh, enemy mm -hmm. again, which they maybe are, you know, maybe aren't at all, or most likely aren't. <clears throat> yeah, but um, I, I mean, now we're getting into into just media science, but like everyone's trying to forget that Trump is has been elected, exactly. you know, elected president. So That's they're also they're one trying of the to focus on anything else. Exactly. Like, so many people. 
do not want Emperor Cheez-It to be in position, you know, like like in, in the presidency. So they're trying to find every single possible angle to get him out. Um, yeah, that's right. And that's also one thing that I was thinking that, 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 that one part of all this blaming on the Russians is also because because nobody really wants to do the work to really find out why the election came out that way. <clears throat> why does why are 50% of the country you know, why do they want this mm -hmm. type of person? And And it's not even 50%. It's officially I think it's 46% and mm -hmm. 48% voted for Hillary. Mm -hmm. But the electoral college met yesterday and or <clears throat> Two days ago, they and officially, yeah, yeah, they locked it in. So, um, but it's still it's, it's still divided in the middle, basically. Like it's oh yeah, right? no, it's so. It's, so although so, there's, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, there's an amazing Twitter uh, a, a series of somebody who went in and started retweeting uh, people who had voted for Trump and are now like tweeting at him, like, please shut up on Twitter. Don't make me regret voting for you. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Wow. You're an idiot. I regret voting for you <laughs> and et cetera, et cetera. And so like, there are a lot of people who are like, I voted for you on purpose, but you're now doing all the opposite things of what you said you would do. And yeah, I trusted surprise. you and, and yeah, shocker. Um, anyway. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, disillusionment going on. That's for sure. Uh, but still, but but still, uh, still, it would be uh, like introspection would be really, really good for 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 the country, I guess, in general, because because and that would be really interesting. Like it just feels like there is a total disconnect between um, the people who who do the media and and what's really happening in the country. Like and what are like the woes and the problems and the thoughts of the people, you know that that voted for Hillary and the ones that and and the thoughts and woes and whatever of the people who voted for Trump mm -hmm. and how do you reconcile that and what are the what is this 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 because it speaks to a certain um, uh, desperation, I would mm -hmm. say, you know, yeah, <clears throat> and yeah. Um, It's a, the desperation is real. Yeah. So that needs yeah. to be addressed and blaming the Russians is not going to help. It's weird. I mean, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's terrifying yeah. and awful. Why and, don't you know? Yeah. I want you to know. I, Tell me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the oh, Russians, the goodness. Russians hacked and we're like, Germany apparently is uh, scared now that the Russians yeah. are going to hack our um, election next year. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, Although, like, there is this, there is this, like, there is this fear Or they're creating this fear, like we're so vulnerable, and you know they're going to like we have no control over the outcome of our elections anymore and stuff like that. But it's just this this kind of this kind of movement, the Brexit and Trump and whatever people being mm -hmm. unhappy with the status quo is happening everywhere in the Western world, <clears throat> mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with Russians hacking, absolutely nothing. Anyway. No, I think that there's a. There's a much deeper cultural uh, issue uh, internationally. I was I was talking to my husband about it the other day, mm. and I mean, what we're seeing is cultures of uh, people who. So on a large scale effort, I, I think I'm going to make this super super simplistic. So there's far more nuance than this, mm -hmm. um, but on on the most simplified form, I think Brexit happened because. Uh, the the British Empire has slowly basically disappeared into our, our what what we now have a very international robust uh, in economy like a global economy um, and and there's something that's kind of like hey wait a second but Britain used to be in charge of everything and now we don't get to call all the shots so you know what I'm taking all my toys and I'm going home and I'm not going to play with anybody else anymore. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> this yeah, is again great... super super simplified version. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think uh, on a similar level in the United States, it's the same kind of thing. Like, hey, wait a second, we're the most important country in the world, and all of a sudden now we have all of these people who are different looking than us, uh, who are are like we have people from outside of our country who are all trying to come into our country. And wait, 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 they're supposed to do what we tell them, not tell us what to do that's not okay mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. well you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna kick everybody out of my house and not have to deal with anyone anymore because i'm you know four years old and don't want to play if i don't get to set the rules um yeah and so there's there's very much a petulant child aspect to this mm-hmm. that i i really really Hope does not expand beyond. Um, I think we might see it in some other uh, English-speaking countries because English has become like a a really dominant uh, language for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you can almost argue that it stems from the British Empire piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I kind of hope that Germany doesn't do anything like that uh, <laughs> because. Yeah. Y'all have have uh, historically tried a few things and didn't quite work out so well, and mm. I'm I'm hoping you learned that lesson already. And yeah. I think I think I think the U.S. is about to learn a really gnarly lesson mm. um, that uh, just like in my in my most fearful state, I worry about civil war mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how that can't really happen the way it did the last time. And so, what does that look like? And then who gets to be involved and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I, I really don't think, mm. like, my rational part of my brain is like, no, that that won't happen. But my irrational, scared part is like, mm, oh, no, oh, no, no, this is going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should move to Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. You know. I mean, we, ha- we, have <clears throat> we have this equivalent of, um, I mean, no, like a weird party that is kind of um that has come up in the last couple of years or so um it's it's the afd uh the alternative for germany they call themselves and they're basically veiled you know there's a lot of veiled um far right going on in there but also mm-hmm. a lot of these qualities um <clears throat> that you've seen with Trump voters that are not necessarily racist or far right or anything, but they just want to, they just want to change. And, and, and I think what you, what you just said uh, is um, basically this kind of uh, what I've also heard a couple of times that this, this is basically a movement or a fight between uh, a nationalist movement and the globalist movement. And in a Trump, in the example of the U S election, Trump was, you know, obviously is like standing for the national movement, like keeping everything, like bringing the money back home and building up, you know, the, I don't know, manufacturing in America again and <clears throat> these kind of things and make America great again, mm-hmm. of course. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and Hillary was, was clearly like the more globalist, like global economy and, and like relationships, this and that, <clears throat> but also war. I think there was some weird stuff with Russia where she was, was like a no fly zone thing where the consequence would have been shooting down Russian planes, which is also very scary. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> um, yeah, so there was, um, so, so there seems to be like, these seem to be like those two streams that are kind of bu- bumping heads right now. And there is, there is actually really problematic things in both of those, you know, the globalist movement, you know, as soon as, I mean, you know, global economy and working all together and like growing together as just one big earth nation or something like that is, is um, there's a lot of good to that. But then, of course, if people go into that with wrong intentions, then there's a lot of the stuff happening that you see it currently happening, or since many years, where where the the countries that are economic, economically weaker are getting exploited and stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. and they have to they have to they have to import things that they could produce um, cheaper at home, which would be better quality, of course, but they have to import it from America because of some weird deal that was made or because of debt or 
uh, some or because the stuff from America is cheaper because it's sub, it subsidized and then they eat you know weird food because like all this kind of stuff that happens so so there's <clears throat> it's incredibly obviously incredibly complex and I'm not at all qualified to talk about this but um, yeah uh, this this is I think that it's interesting to to look at it from this perspective also a little bit and. I think that there is reasonable people on both sides. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Of course, not only, but <laughs> um, but there are definitely there are definitely um, negative and positive parts on both sides. And I don't know if there is a, a, some sort of a balance balance can be reached at some point. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen in in Germany. Uh, But there is, I mean, there was a there was some sort of a terror attack um, that happened. Was it in, yesterday or the day before? Uh, day before yesterday, in, uh, Berlin. in Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. And again, there's a lot of weird stuff happening. Of course, all the people, the populists, and the AfD, you know, like they're using this in order to create animosity against the immigrants, and. Um, And, um, but at the same time, I'm seeing a lot of the, like, stay calm, you know, don't be fearful, don't let yourself be intimidated and stuff like that going on. So there is, there is definitely a lot of, um, yeah, there's both going on and it's, I have no idea how it's going to play out. I have, I don't know, but, um, but this, of course, this was incredibly scary, but there was also some weird stuff happening now because, At the beginning, the police said, okay, this is an attack. And then, of course, people are screaming immediately, assuming it's like the it's an Islam, like an ISIS attack or something like that. Then the ISIS, mm -hmm. ISIS apparently said, yeah, it was us, which you don't know if you can believe it. Like, yeah, like, no, totally doesn't mean anything if they say that, really. And then, yeah. And then uh, now, two days later, the police said they found some documents in the truck, which which point to um, who it was or something like that, which is also super weird. So why don't why didn't they find that find that the first day? You know, and they, like whenever the police or the government says yes, we found this, or it's definitely this person or this organization, you always feel like. This is weird. This is just politic like politicizing it or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't. Feel, I don't have any confidence in in government officials or uh, or intelligence officials or whatever talk talking and saying stuff. And I just have absolutely no. So I have no confidence in what they're saying. Like yeah, I just can't. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think I that's know. that's pretty. Uh, universal, yeah. pretty pretty global. Like, oh, I don't trust my officials that are supposed to represent me. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. So that's super tough, It super is. super tough. Uh, anyway, anyway, what else is going on? <laughs> yeah, um, what else is going on with you? Um, Let's hear it. Well, uh, okay, so Slack. Uh, recently released video chats. Have you seen this? I've um, seen uh, something, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I finally, it. I finally tested it today, okay. and it was beautiful. It was uh -huh. absolutely beautiful. Like Hangouts, it was nice knowing you. I didn't like you very much. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to be using. Yeah, there. It's just, it's just unusable. But you use it because it's the only thing that easily integrates with all the other stuff. Yeah. Well, everybody on my team, everybody at my company uses Slack. Everybody in my family uses Slack. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna be like, forget it. I'm. Let's all use. Let's all use Slack. Um, <laughs> it was. So we've talked about Screen Hero in the past. Mm -hmm. um, Screen Hero is my favorite pair programming app. Uh, remote pair programming app because it's really crystal clear clear audio and then the the video is is really really good as well um i often forget that i'm not looking at my own screen and i'll start like you know doing a command tab to like try different things and and all that good stuff um 
but it's it's like it, it it's really really quite clear. Um, Slack bought Screen Hero. I want to say like a year, year and a half ago, and and it was nice because I could use Screen Hero through. Uh, I mean, I had Screen Hero already, but now that I had Slack and Screen Hero, then it was really easy to just say, "Hey, let's let's go on to Screen Hero and let's let's you know go over this. Uh, let's do some pairing or whatever." So great. Um, but then now they have the the this video call, and it feels like Screen Hero. But instead of looking at another person's desktop, you're actually looking through their camera, and it is crystal clear audio, really gorgeous video. I really felt like I was, you know, talking to one of my coworkers like really nice and easily. Hmm. Um, it's still it's still video, right? Like so you know you're not actually next to them, and and you could do that with Hangouts, etc. I don't know how many people you can put into a, a Screen Hero call. But at least for one-on-one type stuff, it's really nice. Um, now, caveat, I've tried it once. <laughs> yeah. I loved it so much. I'm going to be doing it again. I hope it doesn't fail me uh, over time. But it was it was really nice. Mm. Um, so, nice. so, yeah, uh, I like that a lot. It's about time for something like that to come along, that's for sure. Is it only for the, yeah. um, for the paid version of Slack? That I have no idea. I don't think so. I think I think it's also on the free versions of Slack. Mm. Um, so I don't know. We can try it out on our reactive Slack, Khalil. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't see anything where I can call you or something. Oh um, wait a minute. How would oh so let me see if I look at. Oh the yeah, reactive. I can call you. Yeah. Yeah. Call, yeah. So you have to do. It, I guess you have to do it on a on a yes. So it has to be yeah. via a DM. But yeah. you can you can do that. So yeah, but I can't call. Cool. There 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 it goes. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Oh, I guess we're <clears throat> we're calling each other now. No, I just uh, just close it because I'm afraid that that oh. that is gonna destroy my connection here with the Skype. Well, fine. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, now since I missed the call. Anyway, it's a really beautiful interface. Um, Yeah. to it. it it just it just looks nice and and it works as you would expect i also yeah. just read um no I, I, i have to admit i didn't really read the article i just skimmed it but it was an article about that was on uh, y combinator um about skype and the security issues and apparently how skype deals with security issues is that they just ignore it which <laughs> is crazy oh my gosh Yeah. That's terrible. It's really terrible. So there's a lot of cases apparently where people get locked out of their account. So if somebody gets your password somehow and, and logs into your account and locks you out of it, um, you can try whatever you want. You will never get into that account anymore because they just stop helping you or just don't respond anymore. Um, stuff like that. And I mean, it was a long article. Um This person was very passionate about um, about Skype security and has also back in the day when Skype still had a Jira issue tracker was track was kind of you know sending like mm -hmm. bugs and back in the day of course it was not a Microsoft product and mm -hmm. I think the the gist was that it's it's kind of drowning in like bureaucracy or something like that and people are just not just don't care and. And, and that's really problematic, especially because there's no real uh, alternative to Skype um, mm. for, for yeah, I guess for casual like video, con video conferencing for, for most people, right? Because most people will not use Hangouts because they don't know mm -hmm. of it or whatever. They will use FaceTime or Skype. And, and um, it's really time that there is something that is as good because the thing with Skype always was that it was working really well or or mm -hmm. or best at least pretty good mm -hmm. audio uh pretty pretty okay video mostly and kind of like and and stable and and it's used by basically all the podcasters so it would be great to have an alternative like uh, mm -hmm. yeah something like that I mean, I actually Skype to me is is my least favorite video video chatting mm -hmm. service. Um, 
I don't really like FaceTime very much, but I'll use it when, you know, my friends want to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, so I used to use talkie.io pretty much all the time, but now oh, I use mm-hmm. appear.in, um, which I really, really like. I, really, talkie and appear.in are, are pretty much exactly the same, but something about appear.in feels like it's being worked on more regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's great because you can just do appear.in slash, and then you name a room, like, you know, mm-hmm. crocodile hunters. I don't know. Um, and and uh, you could, you just send that link to all your friends. And as long as they're using an, a WebRTC enabled browser, which needs to be like Chrome or Firefox, mm-hmm. then boom, they're in. Like they don't, you don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to do anything. You can just, as long as your computer has a, a, a camera and, and a microphone, you're in. Like that's yep. it. And you can share your screens and you can uh, have multiple people in the same chat room. You can text chat in, as a, in addition to video chat. And, and it's just kind of really nice. Hmm. Um, so I, I like that a lot, especially for like when I'm trying to talk to my dad and he's just like, Ugh, I can't get this thing to work. I'm like, okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. open up Chrome, go to this link and then we can chat. And he's like, oh, okay, that's easy. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's just a lot, a lot easier when you want to get like a bunch of people and you don't want to have to deal with everybody having to install Skype and create a new username and da 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 the problem yeah. I think with Talkie.io for me was when I was trying it from home because I don't have like a crazy internet connection. It's like 16 uh, megabit or whatever it's called. Um, it was that I think with with WebRTC and peer-to-peer kind of video conferencing, is the problem is that you also have to upload other people's video, not only yours. Right. And, and, and that was problematic for me. Like it really broke down. Like you, you need a you know, a solid internet connection for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that part I think is, is the hardest. I don't know how screen hero slash Slack do it. It's really because it just feels so seamless. Like I have, I constantly have issues with Google Hangouts. Mm -hmm. Um, like to the point where I've reduced the resolution on my Google Hangouts to, to the, one just before turn off video (laughs) (laughs) because I don't want to have to deal with anything. And so everybody's all blurry and it just, it feels like I'm, I'm watching TV in the eighties, you know, it's just like, (laughs) hi friends. Uh, I I, I (laughs) I mostly just turn off the video and hang out. Just use it for audio then. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. But yeah, anyway, new tip appear, appear in. Yep, appear dot in. So yeah. check it out, try it out. Um, it's cool, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Um, uh, oh, following up from last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week we talked about how Uber started their self-driving cars in in San Francisco. Yeah. And I I talked about how this is ridiculous. Um, I wouldn't trust it. For anything, and uh, pulled up an article saying that uh, Uber is not on the list of of vehicle or of companies that have gotten permission and licensing from the state of California to drive to have uh, self driving cars or autonomous vehicles on the road. And and in typical Uber fashion, they they were like, oh no, no but we have a person in the front seat. And therefore, it's totally fine because it's not autonomous. It's just self-driving. Mm-hmm. And so it's like loophole. Um, literally the day after we recorded the show, uh, a it, it Uber was told by the state of California to stop because they were violating the law. <laughs> and they had to get a license yeah. uh, from, from the state to do it. So FYI, loopholes are not the way to get your technology out on the road, literally. Um, (laughs) So that's going to need to take a while. Also, I think there were reports that the drivers had to, like, it it was really dangerous. It was, like, really, really dangerous. Drivers Mm -hmm. had to take over a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 
So anyway. Hmm. So oh. The future is not here yet. <laughs> nope. Nope. Hmm. Um, so anyway. Uh, what else? What else? <clears throat> so I've been um I've I've been trying to to write some more on on my blog, which which uh, is on Medium, and um, I wrote this article called I don't know what it was called, but I was I was writing about I was just writing about an observation. So basically, on my blog, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to write more often, and instead instead um, to make every single post like this epic essay of something or whatever, which mm -hmm. like just does not work for me at all. I'm just mm -hmm. trying to <clears throat> um, to write about things that I that I learned, like little things or or stuff that I observe, and I'm just kind of documenting that and putting it out, and and I'm mostly just doing it for me. And of course, you know, I post it on Twitter or whatever. But it's not about getting a lot of hits or whatever. It's for me to have an outlet and to kind of document my journey in this profession and and kind of covering these kind of interests and thoughts that I have and, and also having because what's an interesting um, effect of if, if you if your goal is to have to post um, blog posts often <clears throat> then then it's and you and, and the goal is also to post like um, like realistic blog posts like not a blog post where I have to like learn a bunch of things and research this and then that and then have to make stats and kind of, you know, like and create this like huge article or something like that, but more some stuff that I, that I, that I can, that I can actually put on the blog without, without doing a lot of extra work, just like documenting my thoughts or what I learned or whatever, like stuff that's actually happening in my mind and just formulating it a little bit and, and uh, putting it out. So what the effect of that is that you're thinking about, what you're going to write next and you're processing it in your brain, which is really a good exercise to, mm. to, to just to, to get into, to, to, I don't know, f for thinking or thinking about something and, and then, and then putting it into words, which also kind of tests your knowledge is, you know, if you, if you learn something or if you, it, it kind of tests, if you thought it through and stuff like that, which is really fun and and i kind of feel like I, i i want this exercise and i need it and so one of the um an article that got that got um compared to my other stuff um a lot of attention was i wrote about site uh guillermo rauch's mm. uh, company because i made this observation that all the stuff that they've been releasing which i've been a big fan of which i really liked um you know like the um, the hyperterm thing, the uh, next JS um, mm -hmm. framework to 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 build a to build a um, universal JavaScript application. Um, mm -hmm. Then they have this little this little package on npm called Micro that allows you to create <clears throat> that just packages up a few other. Um, npm packages or whatever to create like tiny microservices like you can just you can have just export a function um as your micro um module or whatever and then and then host that um very easily and of course it integrates with their now service and and so and i kind of i, I looked at all these kind of products that they were releasing after they came out with now and just realized that um, actually, what they're doing is they're, they're 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 putting out a lot of satellite products, basically. You know, that's what I called them, satellite products mm. that kind of <clears throat> orbit around now, but also work mm -hmm. without now, right? But at the end of mm -hmm. the day, it's like they're like entry, they're like entry drugs to 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 get into now because all these things that they've been releasing they, they work really really nicely with now where you do, basically have to do nothing in order to host like one of these microservices you just say uh you use micro to write your microservice which is super easy and then you just go and say now and boom it's up there and it's hosted and you can use that with any kind of node app that you want to write. And then you can you can use Next.js, which is like a cool framework to do 
this universal JavaScript application where they did put a lot of work in that. And it's like an open source framework that anybody can use and you don't have to use now. So it's very generous, like, and it's like just in the open source spirit, like you make something that's great, put it out for other people to use it, to contribute. And then, but of course it's super easy to just host that on now. And, and at mm -hmm. the same time, Next.js, what it also does is that it basically, <clears throat> this now service was kind of, was a great service, but it was mostly for like backend JavaScript developers. And Next.js like opened up the now service to all JavaScript developers because all the front-end JavaScript developers can now just use React to write um, a whole website. Right, that works. That mm -hmm. has like backend code and frontend code, and um, and it just hosts and just gets hosted on now, and they can, they, and so it's it's uh, it's super interesting. Or the whole the whole article was just about kind of tying this together, is observing these kind of um, small products and explaining what they are, and then how they all kind of make it easier to use now and how, and I call it, I think, satellite product marketing or something like that. And, and I just thought it was incredibly clever and, um, and uh, a really, a really cool way to, to, to market your service like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I, and I, and I posted that and, and, and Guillermo also liked it and, and retweeted it. So I got a little bit of attention, which was, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you, so, so uh, are you are you going to be using that at npm? Uh, yes, yes. We are we're we're playing around with it. Um, uh, we're playing around with Next.js uh, right now. Um, oh. and if you hypothetically, if you were to like, not that you should really be working on Christmas Eve which is December 24th. But if you happened to be playing around with some stuff yeah. on npmjs.com, mm -hmm. you might see some cool stuff there. Maybe. I'm not making any promises. Oh, okay. But hypothetically, if, you know, um, you, you might, might get to see some stuff in there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Cool. So you so you're playing around, and basically you're you're testing out if you can move your. Are you testing to move the npmjs.com website onto Next.js, or are you like, maybe 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 <laughs> maybe? Yeah. Um, actually, so um, I uh, little self promotion. Uh, I'm going to be at Script Seventeen which is a, a conference in Linz, Austria mm -hmm. uh, on January 24th, I think it is. Um, I am going to, and uh, while there, I'm going to give a talk about kind of the evolution of the NPM website and how we've, like where we started and where we're going. Uh, well, where we started, where we are now and where we're going. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think um, we might talk about Next.js in that conversation. Mm -hmm. So just FYI. FYI. Um, nice. Yeah. So uh, by the way, those tickets are ridiculously reasonably priced. It's like, I like to think of it based on what I'm seeing. It's going to, it's going to feel like kind of like a coffee shop poetry corner because it starts at <sighs> noon and it goes till late and it's like, um, it's just going to be really casual and it's like yeah. 200 tickets. That's it. So if you want to come cool. hang out, um, I have a special wombat specifically for the conference. Um, so if you want a limited edition NPM wombat sticker, uh, definitely. Oh, I mean, nice. that alone, cool. that alone, I think is worth the 150 euro entrance fee. Like that's it. It's for it's sure. like super super reasonably priced. Um, yeah. I know JS Coffee U is amazing, um, but it's also you know really expensive. Whereas this little little script 17 is going to be tiny and fun. And um, so if you're going to be there, let me know. And so I can make sure to give you a high five and, uh, and a wombat. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that and it'll be really cool. So Cool. I'm really, I'm really yeah. curious about how much work that is. Like 
or how, how much work it would be because i imagine it would be a lot of work <laughs> to to, yeah, to migrate all the way to next js absolutely yeah. absolutely um there's i i can't tell you everything right now of course <laughs> <laughs> um uh but basically slowly uh yeah, the answer yeah. is is you do it incrementally sure. um and in pieces so oh yeah can you break it up can you have like sections can, can you have sections that are just next js and then the other sections that completely you're still running on the old system yep oh yeah mm -hmm. cool. yep right. so um if if you can identify what it is if hypothetically hypothetically if there was something that were to be launched on December 24th, mm -hmm. AKA Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and if you figure out what it is, the first person to say something in the reactive Slack channel, um, I will do something cool. Maybe, <laughs> oh, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, a very uh, exclusive sneak peek preview of the, the wombat uh, that will be at in Austria. Cool. There you go. Perfect. It's really cool. It's really cool. Um, nice. So yeah. So there you go, listeners. You have a task. Anyway. <laughs> cool. That's that's super exciting. But I think I, I can yeah. definitely uh, see how how it 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 can be worth it to make that switch. Like it's not like you're moving from from uh, what's the name uh, from 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 happy to express, for instance. Which mm -hmm. is just like the backend engine is different, and at the end of the day, it's the same site. But with Next.js, it's like a whole other thing. Like now you have Universal, you have, you know, better performance. Uh, you have everything is just one. Everything is just React components and stuff like that. So this is really mm -hmm. there's an on like not only on the user experience side, but also on the developer experience side, there's significant uh efficiencies that are created so it's really mm -hmm. very cool mm -hmm. yeah interesting mm -hmm. interesting super super interesting <laughs> as soon as i can say more i will i promise <laughs> yeah i know i know i'm just yeah. thinking about it and i'm saying what i'm thinking so don't don't feel compelled yeah. oh, no so, no, no it's cool it's totally I'm not, fine i'm not it's trying totally to fine. squeeze you uh squeeze anything out <laughs> <laughs> it's all good um anyway i think it's time for us to start wrapping up um but definitely come hang out in our in our slack channel um we you know share some cool fun things and have some really interesting conversations yeah. um and uh you can access our slack channel by uh there's a a hot link inside our show notes um show you don't notes. have to get an invite or anything just go to our show notes which are at reactive.audio Yes, and um, you can you can also re reach us on Twitter at ReactivePod, and I am Khalil Tweets on Twitter. Uh, and Henning is H Gladdergots on Twitter. He'll hopefully be back next week. Um, mm -hmm. I'm Rockbot on Twitter, and uh, don't forget to leave us a, a nice uh, review on iTunes if you if you feel so inclined. Yeah. Um, it helps other listeners find out about us, or potential listeners find out about us, so they can start listening too. Uh, so with that, um, oh, and, and you can reach the link to that also in the show notes. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So until then, um, happy Christmas for those of you who celebrate, mm -hmm. um, happy winter solstice for those of you who, who um, celebrate that. are happy to, to see that, that the sun will be coming out again more, more regularly, at least for us in the Northern hemisphere. I apologize for you in the Southern hemisphere. Um, <laughs> doom. Doom and gloom is really all that you get to look forward to. Um, and <laughs> that's not true. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we'll be back on next week. That's right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.